Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your beloved hosts, Bryant, and Cammie's here, too. I am. Hey, Cammie, my permanent hey, guest. Uh, he's been here since the beginning. Cammie, we've been gone a little bit. Yes, some much-needed rest. Yeah, 2022 has been busy. We've, we've been busy. Um, I was really hoping some new myths would form in the last two months. <laughs> Turns well, out it takes a couple take a thousand, years couple thousand, yeah, on average. So that's okay. There's a lot of material we haven't covered. But if you're new to the show, take a look on our uh, Pinecast page. You can see all our topics that we have covered. We also have YouTube. We've got a lot of old stuff that we've covered that's really fun. Today, we're keeping it simple, keeping it Greek. Cammie, who, who are we touching on today? <laughs> we're... We're touching on King Midas. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So Midas Touch, that guy, I'm sure you know him. And it's funny because I, I kind of forgot about him because I, I I think some cartoon has mentioned, you know, this idea of turning to gold or something like that. It, I think... it seemed really prevalent when I was a kid. I don't know if it was when you were a kid. Some, Yeah, there was definitely something from that. And then, of course, there's the uh, auto, I think it's an auto parts company. They oh, do ser- yeah. automotive service company. Yeah. They're so, sponsoring this. So. They are. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> Please go. Feel free to. What a good way to do that. We got to find all the companies that stole Greek stuff. How do we get Nike on board? Anyway, Nika. <laughs> so the show is going to be Cammy. She's going to give us a story talking about Midas, the the, the typical legend and, and tale. And then after that, we're going to have a little discussion that I'll lead where I'll talk about some of the history. Uh, this one's going to be pretty familiar if you're familiar with the ancient Greek stuff. Not a lot of stuff's changed on that since we've discussed it. But this is this was really interesting because of uh, me kind of forgetting about Midas. I didn't realize how prevalent he actually was throughout history, um, even because he pops up in like the 19th century. He's pretty famous, like a lot of other legends and myths. So, Cammie, please regale us with the story of King Midas. Okay, so my source is Theoi, and I used Ovid's Metamorphosis. They had an excerpt from that, a couple of them actually, that just described the story basically. So, Mm. after many nights of reverie in the dim canopy of the forest of Thrace, Bacchus led his train of merry worshippers to Pactolus, where the pious people of that place lived under a greedy ruler, King Midas. These people, so eager to please their king, brought to him the satyr, Silenus, old and wine-soaked, wrapped in, a, in the garland of the forest. Midas, who, who knew Silenus through the Thracian Orpheus, had worshipped Bacchus with the satyr and shared <coughs> his rites. He held a festival for ten days with the satyr to welcome him, the two drinking wine and remembering the god. On the eleventh day, Midas traveled with his captive to the land of Lydia, where he reunited the satyr with his godly companion. Bacchus, heartful at seeing his foster father, granted a wish upon the king. Midas, greedy and reckless, spoke these words. Everything I touch shall change to gold. Bacchus, no fan of the trickery of the gen, hung his head in sorrow as he said, it is done. But the king, fond of his new misfortune, began to test his powers, reaching for a branch, picking up a rock, running his hand over the wheat field. Everything now, the yellow glisten of gold. It wasn't until nightfall, and hungry as he was, he sat down to a feast, his power now released as a curse. 
He could not devour even the smallest morsel, morsel fed to him on a golden spoon, for everything turned hard and metallic in his mouth. Even the wine past his lips became liquid gold. Cursing the god, Midas put on his golden shoes and swung open his golden door and trudged along the path to Lydia, a golden tree for every point he stopped to rest. Finding the immortal, he begged for his powers to be recalled, and the god, seeing the change in, in this man, led him to a stream of Sardis and instructed him to walk the river to its source. There he would be cleansed of the curse he wished upon himself, and he walked the river. It flowed and washed the man of his power, leaving the waters and sand themselves to this day tented gold. That's very nice. That's 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 it. That's the story. And I love, I never realized Dionysus was involved. That's who he asked, you know, um, that's who cured him of it. And there's, Midas is involved in these stories, uh, the Greek tales. I, I always, just the way that they're presented when I'm younger, I always think they're just so isolated, you know? And I really love that. Also, I just had a thought while you were, reading i wonder i wonder if because of me looking into this i wonder if austin power gold member will be any different i wonder if there's some kind of literary um connection there just just a thought just a thought well i'll i'll report back later if i watch that film so midas <laughs> is is quite an old tale king midas is quite an old tale and it's pretty interesting because uh, there's a the, the name midas isn't it's used a lot throughout history. There was a King Midas um, ruling in Phrygia, which is where this he was the Phrygian king um, in Anatolia, uh, the, the the Golden Touch Midas. And this um, Phrygian King Midas was in the late 8th century BC. And it is said that he committed suicide. And there's some sort of a, an idea that there, this might be um, euhemeristic, We've used this word before where history myth is kind of created to explain history like, you know, you, you try and give history as fact, but sometimes it gets a little um, mythical. So there's this fun connection there, but it is there There are sort of ideas and texts um, through like Assyrian connections that this Midas is said to have be believed to have been around the second millennium B.C., What's fun too? Do you, I don't know if you caught onto this. Do you, do you did you see who his dad is? Who King Minus's father is? No, I didn't read much of Theoi. I just got the no. That's the fine. Myth. So his father is King Gordius, um, who found the Phrygian capital city of Gordium, and is believed to have been the tire of the Gordian knot, which is the famous sort of parable from uh, Alexander the Great's time. A few. This was the second millennium, a few, you know, 1600 years later. So the idea is that Midas took place like well before the Trojan War. This is was Midas's time. Oh, wow. um, and interesting, um, theory and or Wikipedia notes that you don't even actually get a mention of Midas or um, King, uh, King Gordius, his father, in his works there or Homer's works, I should say. So, uh, and but he specifically mentions two other Phrygian kings, Migdon and Atreus. So, the Phrygians are verified through Homer's texts, but these two dudes are not, although they're so essential. The Midas touch. Um, I'll, I'll even argue that there's another story, Midas, where he gets uh, an ass's ears. That seems to come up more, honestly. When I was on Theoi's website, that story was brought up more. Now, I mean, to go to the original sources, well, we have that story is the 
well, we we talked about the golden ass, mm-hmm. and that basically that's what happens in that, and it's what happens in William Shakespeare's. Yeah, yeah, Nick Bottom, Summer Night, and that, and it is that 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 story of getting an animal, specifically like a, ha- a horse's or an ass's ears, seems to come up a ton. Wikipedia uh, talks about it in other cultures. Um, Pre-Islamic uh, legends in uh, Asia talk about this, and there's actually an Irish legend of a king with a horse or, or donkey ears. Um, and what's what's really cool in in Midas's case and in this Irish case, they both specifically they they um, there's so there's like a hair cutter for the king, and he the king's hiding King Midas is hiding his ears, and then the Irish king is hiding his ears, and the the person who cuts his hair, his barber. Um, finds out and in like minus is like hey i'll kill you and the irish king's like i'll kill you if you tell anyone and he's like oh i gotta tell someone i gotta tell someone so he he like goes to the ground and he's like king midas has ass ears or irish guy has ass ears and then the plants like come out and tell everybody because you can't trust plants jeez you can't trust plants it's it's horrible why would you do that and so they yeah it's, it's just interesting that there there are these these stories that are so similar um, an Irish legend and this Midas legend of a king getting ass's ears and then the barber spilling the beans to some plants and then those plant plants telling everybody. So thought that was really interesting. But uh, the the original sources are um, Herodotus, the, the Greek historian from the 5th century BC, um, Strabo um, from the 1st century BC to 1st century AD. Uh, all these Greek dudes talk about it up to the 2nd century AD. There, there's tons of Romans, Ovid, Metamorphosis, Pliny the Elder. Um, and my one of my you know favorite time periods, the Byzantine or, or Greek medieval um, Roman period, uh, Sudis in the Suda also discusses Midas. So, uh, and that was the 10th century AD. One thing that I find interesting about this story from Ovid and it does go on to like the ass's ears mm-hmm. is is a little bit later in the same story, but with this story, the the conclusion of it is not that Midas changed and he had this golden power because he relinquished the power. Mm-hmm. What really changed was himself. So I thought that was really interesting. There was a there was like an interchange that you don't usually see in the metaphor, yeah, so. and that that's that's worth noting that Ovid specifically kind of wanted to give that story to Aristotle. Um, had the idea that the that he he believes Midas died of starvation as a result of his vain prayer for the gold touch, and I think I, I without going too crazy, I think that that's where so the that the um might there's the, the idea that Midas like drank ox blood to kill himself, and there's this idea that the eighth century Midas drank ox blood to kill himself. That's Will there's that this. Kill you? Hey kids, new YouTube challenge. Um, <laughs> grab a cup of ox blood. I I imagine it wouldn't be great. I imagine it would not be great. But it's how he killed himself. It was very specific in in this um, that the Midas of the eighth century BC killed himself that way. And I I perhaps that's where this connection is coming um, from of a Midas committing suicide. And sometimes you know you know how it is. You you're not when you're a Greek boy learning stuff you're not gonna go ah excuse me did you mean Midas from the second millennium or before Christ and then he's like who's Christ he's like I don't know BC but um (laughs) the the theory we we've mentioned theory is a great resource t-h-e-o-i.com uh it has the best write-up if you ever want to get lost in Greek mythology with accurate sources just just head to that website and go through it uh it basically kind of confirms everything um 
Minus's connection with Dionysus, uh, Selenos, um, the the elderly companion god, he got the golden touch. He uh, washed it off specifically in the river Pactolos, which here we go with another euhemeristic idea. The the modern river um, throughout history uh, has known for its heavy deposits of gold. So there's a cool euhemeristic explanation of why this river has so much gold in it. It's because Midas, he dipped in it and lost his powers but then and then he yeah he continued on got ass's ears did his thing so it, i it's it's pretty awesome to see i i never would have thought that Midas was so um involved and even i i won't go too much farther into it but two a couple other big things Midas was involved in a uh, musical contest between the gods um including pan um which he you know th- this involved his ears he also is credited with being the founder of the city of Ankara, which is the capital of Turkey, a huge metropolitan city, a very important Greek city um, for for and Roman and Byzantine and um, Ottoman city um, through for for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. Um, I, what's fun? I pulled up its Wikipedia page just to kind of look through the the Gauls, the Galatians actually were in there in 278 BC for a little while. They just decided to like run around for a little while with their pants. Um, and before it getting to the Romans and then Byzantines and so on. So I thought that was really interesting. So, and it's another big thing too, I forgot to mention this is at the top of my notes. Um, Midas is credited with being the Phryg- Phrygian king of Anatolia, but historians say that he, they started off towards Europe and he specifically migrated them. So Anatolia is like the land bridge of Europe and Asia. He migrated them to the Asian side of the uh, Anatolian Peninsula, or not Peninsula, but Plateau. Um, he he pushed them towards the the Asian side of it, and that's when they became the Phrygians. I think they called them like Bridgians with a B before that. But then you know you you know you go to Asia, you you try, you bring peas with you. So yeah, it, it's really wild. I never would have thought Midas was the founder of of such. I mean, in Ankara, it's it's been like called Ankita since. Midas's time and that it's it's just one of those cities that is it's an ancient city and it's a huge it's the capital of Turkey so it's it's a huge city um a very very important city that's still around today so that's pretty much all I've got on Midas I'll I'll just just for kicks just because maybe you're a car lover and you ended up clicking on this episode for for that reason the Midas Automotive Service founded uh 65 years ago so that's pretty cool um, it's been going on for a while. It's an acronym, Cami Muffler Installation Dealers Associated Service. There wow. you go, myth busted. Um, <laughs> and I, it, it was you know their their slogan is trust the Midas touch. I trust the Midas touch now, Cami. He he had the 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 the, the man man's greed and hubris. To want, he was like, yeah, touching gold, everything being gold, that's a great idea. And he was like, you know what? It wasn't a good idea. I should not do that. And and he went and then had a rap battle with gods and this this guy, I trust him. So, you know, I used to think people would joke, oh, don't trust the Midas touch, it turns into gold. And that, there's a famous 19th century painting where Midas is holding his daughter who he turned to gold um, by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Um, th- that was a big thing in the 19th century, like showing this and, oh, no, like, I turned my daughter to gold because I forgot I had this magic power. But I, it, it's good. I do, you should trust the Midas touch because in the end, Midas was responsible enough to revoke this great power. Wasn't there a book by Roald Dahl about the like chocolate? 
Yeah, there, there's I something. I remember something, like you talking about this, I'm like, I remember something and like he turned his parents <sighs> to chocolate maybe. The Chocolate Touch by <laughs> Patrick Skeen Catling. I only have this up because the um the Wikipedia page is up and it's there. Yes, it is a children's book about a boy who, er, who, who turns everything he touches to chocolate. So it's. Yeah, I remember reading that when I was a kid or at least seeing the cover. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, it, it, Patrick Skeen. Catling was the author of that. I have I have not I had not seen that before this, but I'm not surprised. Disney also did something called The Golden Touch, a silly symphony cartoon um, in 1935. So probably not worth watching. You might get offended. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's cool. It's it's interesting to see that that's really what stuck. I mean, that's it's pretty obvious why it stuck, why it was so important. But mine is much more than just The Golden Touch um, is the takeaway here. And uh, really fun to look into that and see how he kept coming up through history. And while The Touch was important was not the be-all end-all unless you're Aristotle then you don't think much of him apparently so Cammy, uh it's good to have you back here in your show that you founded it's good to be back and everyone thank you so much for hanging with us um in I, I just have to say in general the show while we haven't we weren't you know uh doing weekly episodes recently the show's still been growing we appreciate new listeners coming in if you're here years later from 215 2022 when we record this welcome please take a look at the catalog one thing we did do that i just want to mention a lot of the older episodes i have privated because they they just kind of are rough the quality of them was quite rough and we we don't think it uh shows how awesome we are accurately we don't want someone to come in and be like oh these guys aren't great so um there is a way to listen to them though if you uh tip us on pinecast if, if you're interested in that contact us mystery at gmail or just hit up cammy or me on facebook mystery all one word story with an i e not to be confused with our french counterparts mystoire that i keep accidentally spelling um whenever i type it up so cammy anything you want to add no i think that's it all right, everyone. Well, uh, let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes, and we will see you next time.